And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. They're going to make you work today, Josh. Hey, do not drop all of the calls this time. All right? They're going to make Josh work. Phones are already lighting up. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. His first week, for those of you who don't remember, his very first week, very first open lines, and he got bombarded with the phones. He, he was just learning them, and he hung up on a bunch of people by accident. All right, it's open lines. Happy Friday, everybody. We made it. We, we're here at the end of the week for most of us anyway, and it is open lines. You can call about any topic that you want. If you get a busy signal, just wait for a call to drop on the, uh, on, on the, you know, the segment, and then you can call right away. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone line is 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. To the phone lines we go. Uh, Michael, welcome to the program. Uh, yes, uh, when we are talking about the green uh, energy people, mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple things that uh, I'm not thinking about. We, if we get give them their way, we're going to have the biggest scrapyard of new or nearly new vehicles mm -hmm. imaginable. Uh, they are hoping to uh, do away with fossil fuels. So if you had a car, it won't be long for you can't get fuel for it. And the, uh, the other uh, fact is that the uh, possibility of uh, the... Uh, electrical vehicles, mm -hmm. if they are really popular and they really uh, are produced in uh, monstrous quantities, mm -hmm. there goes the electric grid. So you bring up some excellent points, and I'll add a couple of things to that. Um, and, and first of all, I'm, I'm not opposed to electric vehicles. You know, I'm actually looking at the, the new electric Ford truck. Um, I wouldn't mind having an electric motorcycle. Um, but they're not going to be my primary vehicles, right? You know, electric vehicles can't do what a primary vehicle does. They work in some countries because in those countries, you can literally walk across the country in half a day. They don't work in the United States with large swaths of, of open area. They can work in urban, urban environments, uh, sometimes depending on the traffic situation, but um, you're right. There is a huge concern, and this has actually been expressed by the electrical industry, which wants electric vehicles because the electrical industry gets more money when there's electrical vehicles. But the electrical industry has already said, look, we're already taxed in many areas now. And look at California. California can't keep the lights on now. And California continues to push for electric vehicles. They continue to push for electric alternatives to everything, uh, including yard stuff. It was a couple of years ago. I don't know if they actually did it, but California was looking at banning all gas-powered yard tools. And, you know, I, I don't think that they actually got it done, but they were looking at it. Well, all of that puts pressure on the electrical grid. And as you pointed out, they're going to run out of capacity unless you embrace nuclear power, which the greenies just aren't willing to do. You embrace nuclear power, the problem gets solved, but they're not willing to do that. The other thing is pollution and waste. When electric vehicles die, they are huge, massive polluters, 
and the waste can't be dealt with in a normal way that we would normally deal with with automotive waste. It's and we don't have any infrastructure in place to deal with that yet. So there's going to be massive landfill issues in the the near future as well. Yeah, the uh, last I heard of uh, electric vehicles, uh, they would only go for about uh, 20,000 miles. That's the total lifespan. Yeah, so I I think they're better uh, now. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but but, but uh, I don't the, know by how the, much. Yeah, the thing is that uh, uh, if you had to replace the whole battery system right. in an electric vehicle, mm-hmm. it would cost you around $2,000. Right. Now, uh, <laughs> that sounds less and less practical. Yeah, when you think most, about most people couldn't do that. Now, I know that they're working on getting those things, those costs down. I haven't. I'll be honest because I don't like speaking on things that I don't, you know, have any information on. But that was a huge issue seven, eight years ago where you were saying, you know, they'd run for like 30,000 miles maybe. Then you had to either replace the battery system, which cost you thousands of dollars, or the vehicle was scrapped. And you're right about that. Now, I know that they're making improvements on that. I don't know how far they've come. So I apologize. I just don't have that information. But I know that they're trying to make that at one point in time, I have no doubt that electrical vehicles will be the standard. I have no doubt that they're going to be the common ones and combustible stuff is, you know, not going to be. I have no doubt that that's going to happen. Um, the, the question is, can we get the proper infrastructure in place to be able to handle that? And you've got Democrats basically talking about mass transit. Well, mass transit doesn't work in 90 percent of the country. It only works in those big cities. And I don't have a problem with mass transit in big cities, but mass transit in Arkansas doesn't make a lot of sense. So, you know, it's um, there isn't a, there isn't any leadership out there who is advocating for moving to these new technologies in, in automotive while simultaneously saying we need to make sure the infrastructure is in place to handle it. And that's the problem. So they're going to run into a massive landfill issue, like you said, pollution. Oh, and there's this other little tidbit, too, that people have to remind everybody about um, right now. You know, if you buy electric vehicles, you are supporting and endorsing child African slavery. Sorry. It's, you know, again, it's I hate to be that blunt, but you have to be that blunt. You know, the more demand for electric vehicles there are. And until the United States or other Western free countries start making some moves internationally, it's all going to come from slave drivers in Africa. And those slave drivers are going to be controlled by communist China. That's just a reality. Uh-huh. So it all comes back to China. It all come, China, China made they put their foreign policy in Africa. We put ours in Europe and the Middle East. And it was, you know, we looked at oil. They looked at precious minerals for mining. And right now, I would say that they probably have the advantage going forward. Uh, but it's going to take them some time to actually be able to realize that advantage. So it's, I mean, it's an ugly situation right now. It really is. People don't realize how bad it is, but it is. Well, I think we can think of uh, the green energy people as uh, starry-eyed futures. And what they want to do is jump ahead into the future. Right. And uh, they want to skip a step. 
I call them toddlers. Rather than, rather than, uh, than uh, do anything yeah. practical. I call them toddlers. And this you know is what happens when you skip a step, you fall on your butt. There you go. Exactly. Michael, I got to run. I'm on a heartbreak. Appreciate the call. Thank right. you much. Okay. Um, that's why I refer to them as toddlers. You know, you've heard me call them greenies forever. I coined that term greenies. Uh, it was a term that I was using in a, in a book that I never did publish <laughs> called The Green Nightmare. Um, but, you know, they're toddlers. And not only do they whine and cry and throw a hissy fit like toddlers do, any parent will be able to back me up on this. What they do is they do something impulsively without thinking about the, the outcome. So a kid will go ahead and snag a bunch of cookies out of the cookie jar and not process that mom and dad can count how many cookies are gone. And there's only one other person in the house that could have possibly had it. So they go up to the kid who's got cookie all over their face. Did you eat all the cookies? No. Then they have a tummy ache. Then they throw up. Then it's a whole mess, right? But they didn't think about that because they just wanted the cookies. That was right in front of them. That's your greenies. And I'm only talking about the non-communist greenies. We're using energy as a way to destroy America's economy and empower our enemies. I'm talking purely about the ideologues who genuinely believe in in this, this green energy transformation, that it can happen right now, it's easy to do it right now, it's affordable to do it right now, and everybody could do it and it would save the world. I'm just talking about those naive people. But they're toddlers. I want electric vehicles everywhere because I hate gas. But they're not thinking about how the electric vehicles are going to be powered. They're not thinking about what is powering the power plants to power the electric vehicles. They're not thinking about infrastructure funding that comes from gasoline taxes. They're not thinking about any of that. They just want an electric vehicle. They sell kits on eBay. Build one. More coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Just a couple of things on the last caller. I went ahead and I looked up like what the average lifespan for an electric vehicle is now. And Consumer Reports reports that it's about 200,000 miles. So it's much better than it used to be. That's great. That's wonderful news. And I know that the battery technology has come a long way and is continuing to advance. So batteries are getting lighter, more efficient, longer lasting, you know, that sort of stuff. So, you know, as as that continues to progress, then, yeah, we'll start, you know, migrating to an electric system. Uh, the hydro thing was brought up before. Hydro is better than electrical, but hydro doesn't have the in infrastructural benefits to government. So it's just not going to be something that is pushed. You know, they it's it's like ethanol. Ethanol is inferior to gasoline, but they pushed ethanol because it helps, you know, farmers. It helps uh, the tax base, helps revenue, that sort of thing, even though it's vastly inferior. All right. To the phone lines we go. We have I'll make sure you get the right line here because my stuff's all messed up. Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, my wife and I got a three hundred dollar child tax credit thing. Yeah, you got the tax credit. OK. Um, my youngest son is, uh, 32. <laughs> so you, hold on, you got the child tax credit that they're throwing on people, but your oldest, your youngest kid is 32 years old? Yeah. Are you still claiming them on your taxes? No. Okay. I, just, I, I had to clarify that just in case you never know. Okay. <laughs> never know. They, they, they live on, they, they have their own houses, own okay. spouses, own everything. And then now, for me to try to get the IRS to let them know, mm -hmm. 
I have to go through this whole thing on ID me or something, and you got to take a picture of your driver's license back and front, picture your face, and then go through all this to get to the IRS to tell them I don't need the money. Why can't they just look at your recent tax filings? I couldn't tell you. Oh, because that would be easy, and, and they're the IRS. That's why. <laughs> So now I'm trying to figure out, and you can't call them because it's no, you can't. the website. Yeah, yeah, you can't call them. Um, you know what they're going to do, though? If they don't fix this, they're going to send you $300 a month. You know that, right? Well, I'm not spending it. I'm okay. trying to send it Because they're going to ask for that back. I you... don't know how to get it back to them. Yeah, you know they're going to ask for it back, right? You know that. I'm like I said, I'm not spending it. Okay, I'm all right. I'm just, I'm just making, I'm making back, sure. <laughs> I, they, I can't get any information on how to send it back and tell them to quit giving it. To so me. A, a bunch of people who are supposed to get stimulus dollars all three times didn't, and you don't even have a kid at home, and you're getting the child tax credit. Yeah. Wow. And like I said, I can't. I, I, I'm trying to send it back, but I. You should invest it in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably triple your money by the time they want it back in April. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, but no, it's all going. I'm not spending any. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I get it resolved, but. Well, I, I mean. Yeah, you get obviously you have to try to get it resolved. I would assume the worst case scenario is in April they're going to want it back, and you'll just pay it. You know when your taxes are done. If you don't spend it, that won't be a problem. But that's annoying. Um, and oh yeah, it's really annoying. So over know? the over the past couple of days, and we were it's so funny that you called Mark because we were talking about this on the live stream during a commercial break just like twenty minutes ago. A bunch of people who opted out of the child tax credit are getting it, even though they opted out. So, you know, they sent that letter that, hey, we're going to start depositing your child tax credit and monthly installments in your bank account. You don't need to do anything else, but if you want to opt out, you're going to go irs.gov and you can do that. Well, a bunch of people opted out and they're still getting the money. I mean, you didn't even, you didn't even opt out. You just, you don't even have a kid at home and they're still giving it to you. Yeah. I don't have mine yet. I've got two kids at home. I don't have mine yet. I got mine uh, two days ago. I Did you really? Two days. Oh, man. To, to try and figure out how I can get it back to them. Well, you know? yeah. So right now it's in a different account, and it'll sit there. And Good luck with that. I mean, that's yeah. that's annoying. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I wish you the best. Definitely don't spend it because you know they're going to want it back. So oh, sounds, yeah. sounds like oh, you're doing yeah. the right thing there. <laughs> All right, man. You take care, bud. I appreciate oh, that. You too. Yeah, we we were, we were literally just talking about that on the live stream like 20 minutes ago, and they were mentioning how people had opted out, still got it. And I'm like, I don't have it. And then one of my listeners cracked the funniest joke of the week. Well, white supremacists don't get it, Casey. So I thought that was funny. It was a good joke. Legit good joke. All right, uh, Tom, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hello. What's uh, up, bud? I've been wanting to talk to you about Cuba. Yeah. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. They've been all over the map on the way they feel about the, that government down there. But yep. I, I remember when that started, and they said, oh, Castro's going to take over and straighten the country out, and they're going to be our best friends. And then I see on television 
that they're shooting people into ditches. And I was mm-hmm. only 12 years old, and I'm like, gee, this doesn't look like anybody that's uh, going to help us. Right. Yep. And uh, it's just been a, a festering thorn in our side for the last 60-some years, and it'll be interesting to see how this goes. You know, there's such a close relationship between Americans and Cubans. You know, just because of the proximity, the immigration things that have happened, the people that have fled and come to the United States, the Elian Gonzalez type stories, there's such a connection between us. And there, it, there was before Castro, you know, Americans went to Cuba. That was the more affordable Hawaii. It was, you know, right there and you could go there and it was beautiful. And they, you know, they took care of you. The food's amazing. The people are good looking. It's, it's just an awesome place to be. If anybody has ever had Cuban food, they will tell you how amazing it is. Um, you know, Americans want Cuba to be free, mostly because it it would be nice to not have a an actual international enemy right off of our shores, and they are, and they have a, a tremendous cyber program that the United States has been trying to counter for, for a long time. Um, you wouldn't think about Cuba having a good cyber program, but they do. And... You know, you also have this this connection with so many Cubans being in the United States and wanting to be able to to see their family and, and want their families to be safe. And Americans want that to happen for them. You know, and for for people in political parties in the United States to endorse mass murder and oppression of people and oppression of the press is, well, it's un-American. And watching Biden flip-flop from just a few months ago, you know, look, eight months ago, Biden said Trump was sending Cubans back to Cuba. How dare he? And now Biden is sending Cubans back to Cuba and Trump was actually welcoming them. It, look, it's it's a bizarre situation, but I, you know, you, you feel for the Cubans, you hope it works out, but let's be honest, the, the Biden administration isn't going to do anything to help them. We've always loved them. Desi Arnaz was big in this country. Yeah, I, there's always been a close relationship. Yeah, you're 100% right. A close relationship. You know, yeah, of, a lot of the musicians and stuff that mm-hmm. came up here, and, and, you know, they were accepted, and, and we yep. made them famous and rich. You yeah, know? I know. It, and, it's it's horrible. You know, that the people of that country have been so brutalized for so long by such tyrants. You know, I, I hope that they get their freedom. I really, truly do. But I am not confident that the people in Washington, D.C. right now are going to in any way, shape, or form support that. That's the sad part. I said uh, back in the 70s and 80s, and, and it seems to be true, if we would quit propping them up, they would be over. Pro- probably no right. Time. Probably right. But hey. we keep but sending money down since 62. It's been that humanitarian aid. That's I mean, right. well-meaning, but it's You're right. Hey, hey, Tom, I got to roll. I'm on a heartbreak, buddy. Good talking okay. to you, man. All right, you take Bye. care. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. MNC News Time is 5.07. And in just a few hours, Major League Baseball's first pitches start. And if you haven't done so already, pick up your phone, open up your Barstool Sportsbook app, and get your bet in now. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. All right. Back to the open line phone lines, 574-2595-953. Ken, welcome to the program. Afternoon. How What's are up? you? I'm well. How are you? Good. 
I want to make a comment about yesterday's report you had on Beacon Wealth Systems. Yes. I'm sorry, Beacon Health Systems. <laughs> Caught oh, that. Oh, 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 must have been a Freudian slip there, Ken. Uh, must have been <laughs> on uh, their ratcheting down on their employees, their suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to get the shot. You got to get the jab. Right. This, uh, this brings up um, an interesting thought. At what point will they refuse someone emergency service in the ER because you haven't got the shot? Or how about if you need to be admitted to the hospital mm-hmm. uh, for whatever purpose and you haven't got the shot? See, here's here's where things get a little interesting and a little complicated for me because six months ago, a year ago, I would have I pointed out that the law says they can't do that. However, we have watched the law be put aside quite a bit during the pandemic. So that remains a great question. I I would assume that they don't do that. But again, look at all of the doctors and some nurses who have publicly disclosed on social media and elsewhere that they think anybody who hasn't been vaccinated should die. And that starts to worry me quite a bit because mm-hmm. even if they do accept you as a patient, what's to stop somebody from being in the hospital and not providing that care. And now here's, here's what's going to happen though, Ken, Here, here's this inevitably happens. I am going to get a bunch of nurses who get butthurt about that comment. who are going to send me a comment. We love patients and that's why we do what we do. We're heroes. Okay. Um, there's a lot of you that are scum, just like any other profession. In fact, during the pandemic, TikTok was full of nurse scum who are running around doing choreographed dance routines in their empty hospitals while talking about how, how big of heroes they were. Um, this is like any profession. There's good people, there's bad people. Uh, so I think that it's not unreasonable to assume that there could be potentially some risk there. The other thing that I have been seeing on my social media posts about this and the comments on the podcast and everything else that were uploaded is that a lot of folks are saying that they're going to quit. And so now the question is, what happens when Beacon doesn't have the manpower or the woman power? Because uh, I don't want to get canceled here. Um, to do those jobs. You know, what happens then? And I think those are excellent questions, too. Um, you know, I, I, I wish I had answers for, for everybody. I, I really do. I, I don't. Uh, but I know that people are very angry. People are very upset. They're upset with Trinity, too. Uh, they're upset with, you know, other area hospitals that are doing the same thing. And mo- as I pointed out from the very beginning, most of the opposition to mandatory vaccines for the COVID vaccine have come from the medical community. And, and oftentimes because they understand that this is still not approved, this is still new, and they don't know what any long-term effects might be from it. And again, most people right now are just fine, and we certainly hope that it remains that way. But people have a right to wait if they're not at serious risk of COVID, to find that out. Well, I'm speaking to myself right now, but I'm speaking to your audience and you as well. This is why I believe that really I have a personal responsibility for my own health. Um, we don't really have a health problem, a health care crisis in this country. We have a a preventative care crisis in this mm-hmm. country. Yep. And there, therefore, it behooves me to educate myself uh, on what I can do to keep myself as healthy as possible and um, to avoid having to go to the hospital, to avoid having to see my doctor. I love my doctor, but 
you know, I see him maybe once or twice a year, whether I need to or not. Sure. It's not because I forgot what he looked like. Uh, it's just I'm sick and I have to go. So there's some of the things I can do. I can make sure I don't blow my fingers off with a firecracker around July 4th. <laughs> I cannot cut my arm off while I'm cutting down a tree. If I have the sniffles, I won't go to the ER department mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. So it's an education back to the personal responsibilities we have as Americans uh, to uh, defend ourselves, whatever that means, mm-hmm. and also to uh, take care of our our health and ever, everything we do, uh, as opposed to having the government or some other entity take care of us. And this is back into the the freedom and the responsibility of that Correct. back into the Constitution, so forth yeah. and so on. Well, and, you know, I, I want to, I'll add a couple more things to that, because I was listening to my buddy Lars Larson the other day, and he had a caller call up. And the caller was saying that her doctor was refusing to see patients who hadn't been vaccinated. Now, that was in a private practice. It was not in a hospital setting. And the doctor had also said that she was going to refuse to see any Trump supporters. Now, how would they they know that? (laughs) Well, apparently, like one of the patients had she was in the office and one of the patients had come in apparently with like a MAGA hat on or something like that. And they they were like they were told they wouldn't be treated or or seen that day. So um, so she, you know, this this lady who was calling Lars, she's a conservative. She's like, so I didn't say anything because I need to see the doctor. Um, But so it's happening. I mean, you know, to what extent? I don't know, but it certainly is happening. And. What you know, your to your point about educating yourself, you know, if you go back to even early in the pandemic, you had medical experts telling you, take vitamin C, take vitamin D. You know, take these these basic vitamins, right? And we are seeing that you will be able to fight off this this virus a lot better if you do it. And what did they say? That was conspiracy theory stuff. They kicked all of those people off of social media platforms. What have we ended up learning? You take vitamin D. You take a couple of other things with it. Yeah, zinc. Zinc, magnesium helps with the zinc absorption, all of that. And guess what? You fight off the virus. Mm-hmm. But they kept that secret from you as a conspiracy theory for a year. That's correct. You know, so it, it right now the responsibility is upon you. It used to be that you could rely on your doctor. Some of you may not be able to. I know that I can rely on mine. But I don't know how many of you can rely on yours. Uh, that's the truth. Well, I'm a COVID survivor. I'm 70 years old, and I had COVID uh, the middle of January. Oh, minor, yes. You're in that minor, danger group, yeah. Yeah, minor, minor kinds of things. But prior to that, good luck or divine providence, I kind of... I, take vitamin D, I do take zinc, I take a I take vitamin C, a powdered vitamin C, and this and the other. To what effect that had on um, having me have minor mm-hmm. symptoms of that, I don't know, but I am a survivor. And yeah. um, yes, there again, this gets back into the proactive thing, the thing. There's all kinds of natural things all around us mm-hmm. we can do to improve our health. Let's do that so we don't don't get sick, or if we do, have a better chance of surviving it. Amen to that. All right. Well, hey, I'm glad you're okay, bud. Thank you, Casey. Right. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye now. You know, there is, all right, there are pockets of the medical community that are just against everything 
for lack of better terminology, folks, I'm going to call it holistic, okay? But I, I'm not talking about all of the weird hippie nonsense stuff, okay? I'm talking about vitamins and minerals and things like that. And I, I pointed out, I said, look, I, I find this to be extremely interesting that the year before COVID hit, they were telling you to stop taking multivitamins because multivitamins didn't do anything. What did we end up finding out? People that were deficient in vitamins that are common in multivitamins had a stronger negative reaction to COVID. A couple of years before that, they were telling you we have to get rid of antibacterial soap because antibacterial soap was creating superbugs. Then what did they have you do? They had you nuke every surface that you came in contact with and every speck of your skin for over a year before they finally said you can let up on that. You know, I, I found that to be tremendously interesting. But there's nothing wrong. And for some reason, there's some in the medical community that have said, if it's not a prescription drug, it doesn't count anymore. But there's nothing wrong with you doing things to boost your immune system. It's not a catch-all. It's not something that's going to automatically protect you. It's not something that replaces pharmaceuticals when a pharmaceutical is needed. But there's nothing wrong with you taking things that are natural that boost your immune system. And since when in, in the medical community in the United States did that become taboo to say that you can't take things that boost your immune system's ability to fight infection? Since when? But all throughout COVID, that has been the mantra that you got from public health officials and everybody else. You can't take this stuff to boost your immune system. What they were doing is they were immediately demonizing and shouting down doctors and clinics that were having success in prescribing this stuff. And they were simple things that everybody could go get at, at a grocery store. There, was, there would have been nothing wrong with the messaging coming out and going, hey, you know what? We don't have any actual evidence that that works, but you know what it does do? It does boost your immune system. And right now, it might not be a bad idea to boost your immune system, even if it doesn't help with COVID. It might. There was nothing wrong with somebody coming out and saying that. But instead of doing that, what they did is they demonized all of those people. And those people, in the end, ended up being right. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. If you're looking for a used vehicle, go to rbcarcompany.com and then go to one of their locations in South Bend or Warsaw and let them know that I sent you. All right, back to the phone lines. We have Judy. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hello, Judy. Hi. Can Hi you hear there. me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hi. What's up? Okay, great. Well, I have a couple of things. The first one is that all of our congressmen and senators need to get this the fraud and the cheating out of all of our elections in the whole country we need to get rid of the dominion voting machines and um you know we have to make our elections safe which we know they aren't mm -hmm. anyhow that's my opinion and then um you talked the other day about the marijuana that mm -hmm. to be illegal did you read the article in the Epic Times? It was probably two or three months ago. They had an article in uh, regarding California, um, Colorado. They said um, it was a small town there, and um, they it almost destroyed their whole town because of uh, the the crime now. The people that are turning up in the emergency rooms. I mean, it was it was really sad and. Um, I had talked to uh, a cousin that lives there in Colorado, and he said it really has messed up their state. So that was just something that yeah, I'd have to look at I that. I'd have to look at yeah. that article um, now. I, I know, yeah. So I know that they tried to make that case with accidents shortly after the legalization. It ended up being a lie. 
Um, and I can tell you that crime in Colorado has come down. So if people are yeah. saying that Colorado is turning into a crime cesspool as a state thing, it might this town might be totally right. different. But if well, they're talking about the state, yeah. that's that hasn't materialized. So right. Well, I know he said that it's messed up but he said okay. it's affecting his state he lives there so we kind of know but look up that article because yeah, I mean, sure. it was the uh, professionals and everybody that the people from the er and all that were talking about it and um i had gotten rid of that article because i was trying to no it's okay i i know i know the source i can easily find it so okay, what i would have wonderful. to do is i would have to pull that article and then what i have to do is i have to dive into the crime from that date that that area because here's right. here's what happens okay. a lot and um, on the political right, they distort this stuff a lot. I'm not saying that they did in this article, but I want to verify everything. So mm-hmm. I have to go right. through and Absolutely. verify it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so, that's great. That's yeah. what I like about you, Casey. Well, you that's... always check things out. And, and here's the and... thing. It's always possible that what you're saying is 100% accurate in that area. And maybe that's the only area in the country where they had that problem. So maybe there's a unique right. thing in that area that's the issue. I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't either. But I mean, that's I read it and I thought, oh wow. And I do like the Epic Times. It They're great. To be, They're fantastic uh, news source. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, Casey. Have a great weekend. Thank I you. Enjoy listening to you. I appreciate okay, it. Bye you bye. too. Take care, Judy. Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, I was also just pointing this out um, to some friends the other day, and and I know that some of you have posted about this and sent me tips about this. Um, marijuana is a COVID treatment. Marijuana actually helps people who are having the lung fibrosis issue with, uh, with as a reaction to COVID. And marijuana is actually being used as a treatment there. <laughs> Interesting. Just just food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. That's medical science. <laughs> Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Holy smokes, man. We might actually catch up. We're getting there. I mean, mostly because you guys are dropping like flies and hanging up on me. But we're getting there. Gene, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Not quite yet, Casey. We're not done yet. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, uh, you know, after hearing the one call or before about their doctor, I may have to fire my doctor because I just went in for an exam this week. And he's normally been very low-key, almost like he doesn't care about my health because he's all burnt out. And he was I heard him speaking in the next exam room adamant on a 20-year-old because I saw her walk by my door. And he was drilling her about getting a shot. And I thought, well, he won't do that to me because he knows. Mm-hmm. I told him eight years ago I quit getting the flu shot. I have not got the flu or the cold for eight years. Mm -hmm. And I was taught by a professional that that, along with cholesterol meds, I quit quit telling my doctor I quit taking the cholesterol meds, my cholesterol went down. Mm -hmm. But there's all kinds of tricks to that, too. Don't eat pasta the night before and don't work out the night before. Yep, there's various foods that inflate it temporarily. Yep, I learned that uh, just a couple of years ago. Exactly. And doctors will tell you, no, we want you eating at your natural deal. So we get your natural cholesterol, and I'm like, right. whatever. But he was so adamant. I've never seen him so pumped up. And I'm like, how much how much kickback are you getting for this? <laughs> because in 12 years, I lost my doctor because I couldn't keep my doctor, my plan, and all that. And then I get this guy from South Bend, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, uh, what are you getting kicked back on this? I think there's insider trading going on with the two companies, and I think the top head of the snake of the Democratic Party, they're heavily invested 
Pfizer alone made $3.5 billion. I think it's in the 4.1 by now from the reports, and that was 90% of their revenue. So these doctors got to be getting kickbacks on this stuff because I have never, even having to be prescribed Crestor, have never seen a doctor so adamant about me taking something that knows my personality. I'm not taking it. It's still yeah. a tested drug. And, he, and I think you're right. I think my doctor's not going to take me next quarter, and that's why I think I'm going to dump my doctor. Well, you know, because. it's – and here's the thing. You know, we've, we've had listeners call us and tell us that their doctor lied to them about hydroxychloroquine being illegal to prescribe. It's not. Hmm. Um, you can prescribe it off-label. You know, and, and for those people, I'm like, look, I, I can't tell you what to do, but if my doctor were lying to me, I wouldn't be using that doctor anymore. You know, exactly. it, it, you can't trust if you can't trust your doctor, you're in big trouble. Well, and if your doctor, it's fine if your doctor goes, hey, look, you know, I can prescribe it off label, but I'm not comfortable. And here's why. That's one thing. I can respect that. But when a doctor lies to their patient and says, no, it's illegal for me to prescribe that when it's not, you you have a problem there. Um, and, you know, people think that I'm joking. I'm not kidding about this. The amount oh, of doctors I I who I the amount of doctors who contact me on a regular basis, Gene, about this, yeah. Yeah. is but they can't speak out because they've seen what's happened to other doctors who have. Oh, the snakehead of the Democratic Party, which is all pedophilia deal, will cut their throats in half. That's why the party won't stand up. That's why they're they're losing the middle class on that side so yeah. much. But you're right. My, my doctor, it, it, look, if we can't trust our country's doctor, Dr. Fauci, mm-hmm. with all his ties to the lab, is that stuff you're finding true that he's tied to it in a way that, yeah, he funded it using tax dollars, here's, blah, blah, blah. Here's what we he know. He funded it for the cause. Yeah. What? Yeah. Here's what we know. He lied yep. when he was in those congressional hearings. We have the email proof of that. Yep. We have the financial receipts. Dr. Fauci lied about it. There's clearly gain-of-function research that was being directed by his lab using third parties as a way of having plausible deniability, and he lied about it. We know that for sure. That's not up for debate anymore. That's absolute total fact. Uh, and now some Republicans in Congress, which are going to run into a lot of walls because of this, but they're, uh, they're trying to figure out how deep that actually went. You know, And, and you know, the mm-hmm. thing about Dr. Fauci is, you know, and... and as we've learned more about him, you end up finding out that this is a guy who is basically on all of the major public health issues in this country yep. has been wrong about all of them. It's well, not just this not- one time he's been he was wrong about HIV and AIDS. He was wrong about swine flu. He's wrong about this. He's basically been wrong about all the major health threats to the United States. Well, don't you think that this this has that appearance of that theory that this has been planned for six years? That like Kerry I Kerry, okay the, the John Kerry have been going around all the countries talking to all the people during the administration of yeah. Trump um, fashion. I am not there. Players. Okay, I believe well. I believe that they're trying to destroy the middle class because that's the thorn in their in their butt as a mm-hmm. as a majority of people, taxpayers, working class, and all that. Yeah, I, and I, we're not, we've always been a thorn in their ass. I I am not life. I'm not there, um, but I understand why people are, and. What I think ended up happening, and this is, you know, I think you've heard me say this. This is my position. I think something happened accidentally after they were they were purposefully creating this thing for whatever reason, okay? Mm-hmm. I think something happened accidentally. China saw an opportunity, 
And then the Democrats saw an opportunity. And they Ooh. exploited that opportunity. I don't know wow. that it was a purposeful strategy for six years or something like that. I, you know, I, I'm not quite there yet, but I do understand why people are going down that path. Um, yeah. But I, I also that, think that I there is that something. I believe that too, Casey, until it's proven differently, because I know now mm. our government that's so corrupt that they need to be on the defense and yeah. not us being on it. I we hear need you. To force them to be on it. But you need tell the listeners, hey, ask your doctor when they're pushing that. Do you trust what Dr. Fauci says? And when that doctor says yes, get another doctor. Yep. Don't do don't stick with a doctor like that. There's half and half in the country like politics says. Go find another. I didn't make made a wrong mistake because I thought they were in Mishawaka, they would be conservative. <laughs> no, they came from South Bend. Yeah. Because they couldn't hack it at their hospital in South Bend, they come uh, over to Mishawaka. Well, I'm so sorry I'm, to hear I'm that. I'm going to be looking for another. I, I hope you find a good one. All right, I got to roll, man. I'm on heartbreak. Thank you, bud. All right, bud. You take care. All right, you know, look, I, I said I understand why people think that. I really do. I'm not quite there yet. I've told you my theories on all of this, but those are just my opinions. We don't have any evidence to back that up. Um, what I can tell you is that I agree with a lot of you that there is something funny about the way that they're pushing the vaccines because it doesn't make any scientific or medical sense. There's something weird about why they're doing it the way that they're doing it and the way that they're doing it. We've got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Uh, I did look at that uh, that article from the Epic Times. That was from October of 2020. And it kind of dovetailed off of some research that happened in in uh, summer of 2019. So the issue in Colorado appears to be people not knowing the potency of edibles and consuming too many and then becoming paranoid and going to the hospital. But I'll dive into it over the weekend. Thank you for that information. Have a great weekend, folks.